Okay, I, I am feeling a little bit more stressed, so. But I think this study or this this week's episode can help uh, get some tactics to reduce the stretch. stress. Yeah, well, I think it certainly points to the fact that you don't have to medicate yourself. Mm-hmm. Because what we found in this study, which is, you have the study actually pulled up, so... You can read it probably oh, a little bit better than I. You. Um, but I saw this actually it was in an article it's that talked AP about News, yeah. Um, yeah, AP News. So it's everywhere, folks. Mm-hmm. And they talked about this study that compared mindful and or meditation practices, mm-hmm. a regular practice. They compared that's effect on reducing anxiety to a medication. Um, like a prescription medication Mm -hmm. that is aimed at reducing anxiety. And they compared the effectiveness of both. And what did they find? You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Welcome back to another episode of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. This week, we're bringing a very top of mind type of topic to you. It's a lot of tease. It's a lot of, it's a lot of alliteration. Mm-hmm. Having to do with the mind and a very timely issue that I think many of us tend to experience during mm-hmm. the holiday season, which is quickly approaching. And that is anxiety. I mean, I feel like that's a rite of passage, oddly enough, for most people. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the holidays, you hear like holidays and there's a part of you that goes, <gasps> you know, like, oh gosh, I have like a thousand things to do attached to the holiday season. And it's very easy to let that get the better of you. Mm-hmm. So we have... A new study that just came out is very exciting because it talks about the comparison of mindfulness and meditation, the effects of anxiety of it on anxiety, compared to a pharmaceutical drug. Mm-hmm. So go in like the pills versus the meditation. And we've already talked about meditation. We've shared some basics, some tips on meditation. So hopefully if you haven't already listened to those, you can go check those out. But we're going we're gonna to talk more today about really what the benefits can be and how does that stack up against like your, you know, your prescription medications. This one, I think it was one specific medication right. in the study, but yep. um we we know people who've had that question themselves. So we're going to talk about it. But before we do, first of all, we say thank you so mm-hmm. much for coming back to us week after week, for downloading the episodes, for listening, for sharing. Sharing is caring. We always say it. This is a wonderful time of year to let us know how much you care and keep on sharing. Share the love. Share your feedback by leaving a rating and review, especially Mm -hmm. in Apple Podcasts. Those rating and reviews are what enable our podcast to be found by others. Otherwise, we will 
we will just be, you know, one of the thousands out there and the search won't favor us. So mm-hmm. give us that little nudge and also tell us what you think about the podcast because we love hearing feedback. When people actually say or send like a message like, hey, you're listening to the podcast this week or, you know, I sent that to so-and-so, I get like so excited. Like yeah. it's it's like you light up inside and you hear, you hear that. So mm. we really do care um, and it does truly help us. So now we will get into our quick training recap. That's right. Before we dive on in to the top of mind topic. Mm. That was a great, great introduction. <laughs> I'm glad you took it. I'm glad you, uh, <laughs> you achieved it this week or you uh, took the reins this week, I should say. So uh, my training recap, very, uh, I would say I was, had a productive week. Um, definitely got a lot of work in, got to a little bit of jujitsu and actually got, took a jujitsu class from the head instructor, the main black belt, uh, from the gym, um, or of the gym I go to. So he was actually teaching the intro class, which was a, a very, uh, rare occurrence. So it was very, um, I was glad I was able to make that. Um, uh, in addition to that, got some Pelotons in. Um, trying to f- figure out a new schedule in the morning to, since we have a new four-legged family member that, you know, usually likes to get up when anybody else gets up in the morning. So it yes. has to go out and do his business. So usually I only have about 50 minutes before I start my virtual training in the morning on uh, my virtual training session. So uh, I usually packed in 20 minutes of movement. Now it's more like 10 to 15 because Draco is a... Uh, he needs a little bit of attention, but I'm figuring it out. We're we're working with what we got, so it's not too bad. But I was also able to hit the gym, uh, LA Fitness, a couple times and do some lifts and sauna. So I made up for a little bit of the time I didn't get to have uh, in the morning. Well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. So I would say I was all in all very productive, um, and uh, so I actually I, I'm gonna I was gonna mention something, but I think I'm gonna save it for what's got me pumped because I am oh. kind of pumped about this thing. So okay. uh, that's a little tease for you guys. Stay tuned for the section after our main talk, our topic discussion. How about you? How was your training recap? It was fine. Um, I got on the bike a couple of times. I did some yoga one morning, and Ella woke up early a couple of mornings in a row. And we had a morning where we didn't have power. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. But it was an eventful week. I don't feel like I missed uh, out on activity. I felt mm-hmm. like I was on the go and on the move most of the week. But uh, I think I'm hoping I can get in at some point, either this weekend or next weekend, get in some weights. Yeah. You do some weights. Um, as as Nick mentioned, having the new addition to the family. I've had him for about a month now, and I have definitely added some more movement into my day-to-day because I take him for at least daily walks, mm-hmm. sometimes more than once a day. And we are making some progress with training and things like that, so... It's it's nice because he does prompt me to get out yeah. and stroll the neighborhood more. 
And uh, I actually really did miss that. Nice. So I, I, I also kind of, you know, I, I count like a 20-minute walk around the neighborhood as something good to start Absolutely. So. Absolutely. I mean, we talked about in a recent episode about the daily step count, how important yeah. it is, and um, how much it could help you in long, for long-term health benefits. So, yes, don't poo-poo walking. I think we say that a lot. You, know, you think people don't think it's exercise. Oh, it's exercise. Believe mm-hmm. you me. So, uh, speaking of exercise, if you guys are in need of some, maybe some direction in regards to your workout plan, you can contact us on the ATF podcast. I will get back with you and I can create you a customized workout plan and deliver it to you through the Tampa Strength app. So basically, uh, I create you a workout plan and you guys get it delivered right to your smart device. Uh, it's complete with exercise instructional videos, uh, prescribed number of rep sets, um, and I get to monitor your progress on my end to make sure you're actually doing the work, folks. So if you're interested in that, send us a DM on the ATF podcast uh-huh. Instagram. So, top of mind. Yes. What is top of mind for us this week? Well, as we mentioned, top of mind being we're going into pretty intense time of year. Mm -hmm. I agree. Do you you find the holidays a tense or kind of stress-prone time of year? I would say not normally, but I definitely feel some stress this year. I will admit. I will admit. Yep. Okay. Yep. I think. Well, you know, and I would. I would. Yeah. I would say more so Um, this year. I think. uh, Obviously, we're hosting uh, one of the holidays. Technically, both. Technically, both. Yeah. I know the second. We're used to Christmas, but Thanksgiving, we're hosting for the first time. Mm -hmm. We're hosting. The big, the big event. Yep, and then we have a vacation in the middle of the two events. Yeah, which is you know it's all good things, but you know things making things fall into place and other stuff that uh, you know all the events are good, but then you know obviously for some things you got to prep for those 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 either holidays or vacations. You know, as far as work is concerned, getting yeah. ahead. You know, things like that. So I think okay, I, I am feeling a little bit more stressed. So, But I think this study or this this week's episode can help uh, get some tactics to reduce the stretch. stress. Yeah, well, I think it certainly points to the fact that you don't have to medicate yourself. Mm-hmm. Because what we found in this study, which is you have the study actually pulled up, so... You can read it probably a little bit better than I. Um, But I saw this actually is in an article that talked about. Yeah, yeah, AP News. So it's everywhere, folks. Mm -hmm. And they talked about this study that compared mindful and or meditation practices, Mm -hmm. a regular practice. They compared that's effect on reducing anxiety to a medication um, like a prescription medication mm-hmm. that is aimed at reducing anxiety. And they compared the effectiveness of both. And what did they find? They found that oh, they... what they found, Bob. Oh, well, they found that they were both comparable. They essentially reduced the amount of... Same amount of anxiety within the study groups. 
So, Super sweet. Right. So, yeah, there was two different study groups, and I think it was approximately, what did they say, 120 people? Or, sorry, about 200 people. And um, basically, they gave, um, I think it was like a little over half the the anti-anxiety medication and then the remaining people did a uh, basically eight-week study program or a mindfulness program where they had two and a half hours of kind of guided mindfulness classes and then 45 minutes of daily practice at home and they found basically the same amount of when they went back and I guess retested they have a a testing system for uh, testing anxiety when they went back and retested them after eight weeks, they found that about 30% of the study participants in both groups, their anxiety had reduced. Which is so freaking cool. Because mm-hmm. as I mentioned earlier on in the episode, we've talked about the benefits of meditation. Um, and one of those big benefits is reduction of stress and anxiety. And... It works to sort of stop the physical process that causes, you know, your heart to pound, those elevated um, reactions mm. and just the what happens when you get f- stressed, what happens to you physically and how it really does put you, your body in this constant state of fight or flight. And how meditation truly helps to short circuit that. Mm-hmm. It it really cuts that path of repeated behavior, and it can have tremendous physical benefits, but mental benefits just keeping you keeping you a lot more peaceful and not having the the things that drive anxiety having that be such a huge effect yeah so i mean i've talked to i have a couple different friends who i know at least three um who either have been or still are taking some form of anxiety medication and i can't tell you the number of times they've told me i really want to get off this Mm. even I can also tell you that only one of them has successfully um, attempted, I think, meditation, and the other ones maybe like dipping a toe here and there. So this this study, I think the big point to, to make is that this study was people who received some education about it and then maintained a regular practice. Right. So unlike a pill, which you take and, you know, that's going to give you an effect, with the mindfulness and the meditation, there is actually a practice that has to happen regularly um, to see the benefits. And I would be very curious, um, I didn't see it when I looked through this study, I would be really curious to know if if every single one of those 200 people or the people that did the meditation course, I should say that ha- I guess half of them. Yeah. It was like little, I think uh, when I was looking at the raw numbers in the study that I think it was a little bit more people did the medication than the actual, the, the therapy, the, uh, the meditation therapy. So it was, it was probably like 
was close. Yeah, it was there. It was definitely close. It was probably it wasn't exactly half. It was probably a sixty forty split. So, I wonder if those people who didn't see the benefits in the meditation and mindfulness, if it was because they struggled to keep the practice. Well, I think that was part of it. They actually say it in this article, not in the actual journal, and I'm sure I could read through the, the study itself, but they talked about how um, 10 patients of the of, from the group that you take the medication dropped out because of troublesome side effects possibly related to the treatment, which included insomnia, nausea, and fatigue, so... Side effects of meditation of the medication, excuse me, medication, medication. not meditation. Medication, sorry. Uh, and <laughs> there were no dropouts for that reason in the mindfulness groups, even though thirteen people they said did report higher anxiety when they did the meditation or in the mindfulness group. So, but they didn't go into details if these people were not practicing on their own or um, things yeah. like that, because that was part of the the, the part of the the study or the basically they had two and a half hours of i think guided meditation with you know certified professionals and then they had to do 45 minutes of daily meditation at home also yeah that's tough if you don't have a regular coach right especially if you're new Mm -hmm. um and i'm not just saying that because i am a meditation coach (laughs) yeah but Mm -hmm. i am saying that because i am someone who has tried meditation so many times over the years but yeah, I I'm curious like what the that effect is because it's not everybody can can approach and use the same type of mindfulness and meditation equally. It there's a lot of different versions for a reason. So similar to how the medication causes some people to have adverse side effects. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a certain kind of meditation or mindfulness practice won't be as effective because, surprise, surprise, people's minds are wired a little bit differently. So right. that's that's something that um, that I I was interested like that kind of made me think right. about that a little bit more. But yeah, and I, and I think it's it should be. That, not that that's common sense you mean, but it makes sense that, like you said, that with therapy, any type of therapy where it's, you know, like a, um, just talk therapy, I think not everybody, there are different approaches to it. Right. You not know, the and, same and way not, it works. You method can't, works for everybody. Exactly right. So I think it's what's worth noting the the importance of this study because they've had uh, previous studies that talk about how mindfulness is a treatment for anxiety mm-hmm. uh, in the absence of other treatments. Right. So they'd be like, they've they've had studies that prove that mindfulness is better than no treatment at all, which, right. you know, I mean, I feel like yeah. that's a pretty it's common a thing. Um, they also has a, and um, what they said as well as, this is actually the, but this was the first study to actually test against psychiatric drugs, yeah. which is, uh, they said the results could make insurers more likely to cover costs, which run the 300 to $500 for an eight-week session. So, I mean, I think that's kind of the barrier barrier to entry for some people, too, to for go find guided meditation or mindfulness programs. You know, people that actually have coaches is be- the cost. Yeah. You know, a generic drug 
I mean, that's probably not going to cost you. That'll probably cost you $50 for a 30-day supply. Yeah, you know? and insurance will probably cover that will a cover lot that faster than, than like therapy a, a two of months, a sixty-day program for five hundred dollars. You know, mm-hmm. three or five hundred dollars. So, it's uh, these are this is why this this is one of the reasons why this important this study is so important because it shows that you know medication is not the only option. Yep, and I, I think in regards to this time of year. Um, I think I we I know we're going to go be looking back at our trends, you know, our our, our health and wellness trends for this year to see mm-hmm. how we did. Um, I feel like we probably must have said about how people are taking more ownership of yeah. their health this year, you know. Yep. So I think you know going out and seeking uh, programs like this for mindfulness because I mean it's true, and they even mentioned this article. I think we've. Probably talked about in previous episodes about how anxiety has gone up, not only in this country but worldwide. Yeah. I mean, they said it in this article, um, you know, due to multiple different reasons, factors. Yeah. Yes. Um, so this is kind of the new. Uh, this is this shouldn't be. I don't know if we knew is the right word to describe it, but this is uh, it's the new pandemic. This is where people are going to have to really start taking care of themselves. Is yeah. mental health, yep. you know. So, I think these um, these methods, these studies, are great indicators of what's what can be possible, what can possible treatment methods. So, yeah. I think this is uh, uh, just another step forward towards uh, something. Not, not that medication is not necessary. I mean, they even say it in this article that this the these people who participated in the study had what they would consider mild anxiety. Severe anxiety, the, one of the, the doctors in the article said he still prescribes medication for people with severe anxiety. Yeah. You so, know, and it's probably uh, in a com- king combination with counseling and things like that. But, you know, it's, it's not just like meditation is going to affect every person, but it can have a positive effect on many people. I yes. think. And this just, this study proves that it can have more potent effect than people really thought it could. Yeah. And, um, I think that you know we've talked about how many re- more resources there are out there for yeah. mindfulness and meditation apps, retreats, coaches, teachers, yeah. all kinds of things, workshops. So it's kind of finding what is going to fit for you, but going back like even just taking a step backwards, just talking about mindfulness practices that you can do over the holidays. Mm-hmm. It is so, so important. Before I did any of my meditation training and certification, I did, I like hosted my own, and I talked about it on this podcast. We could probably link it back, but I did the presence mm-hmm. challenge for right. the holiday season because I love the holidays. The holiday season for me is so compressed and so jam-packed that that is what stresses me out. The fact that it's so fleeting and there's so much that gets crammed in there. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I pick and choose the things that I really want to enjoy. And I kind of have learned if I map it out and I prioritize so that I can make sure that at least I'm getting to those favorite things, 
it allows me to stay present in the season a lot better. So being being in a state of of present thought, practicing mindfulness in a bunch of little ways throughout a day and not letting myself get carried away with like just planning for the next thing. Cause that I think also is how we get into that danger zone so easily. We always have a list going or an itinerary of things going. You talked about how it's, you know, you've got the holidays, we're hosting the holidays, but then like a week, a week later, we're going on vacation for a week and then we're coming home and then we've got a holiday and then we're hosting family again for a week. And that, like when you look at it all lined out, it seems like a lot. It yeah. sounds like, sounds like, oh my gosh, there's a lot coming up. That's the problem. We don't focus on what we have right here in front of us. Mm-hmm. And we just sit there planning for the next, planning for the upcoming. And we actually stop to enjoy the right now. That is the trick. And mindfulness, you don't have to sit and meditate for, you know, an hour or 45 minutes or whatnot to become more present. Mindfulness practices take a few minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, it can be, you know, just checking in with your breathing and very consciously taking controlled breaths with your exhalation being longer than your inhalation or holding at the at the end of one or the other that is a way that you can become very present with the moment you can also do kind of uh i like to do like little moments of i check in with each of my sense senses mm-hmm. so and i focus all my energy on each one of those and i find it so relaxing I, you can also just go outside and like sit in nature. It's a great way to become present and connected with the moment. It's wonderful mindfulness practice. There's, there's a bunch of different ways. And I think if we, if we do that in sort of partnership with not taking on so much, we can, make a lot of headway towards easing holiday anxiety. And I mean, that was actually something a friend of ours recently said. She said she was doing so much better with her anxiety, but it was because she wasn't rushing into the next thing. She's like, usually I have my Christmas tree up before Thanksgiving, but this year we're hosting Thanksgiving. So I'm just going to focus on that. And then after we get through Thanksgiving, then I'm going to decorate. And it's like, you know what, if that's, you know, doing that helps you, then that's tremendous. And just knowing your sort of personal patterns and where you run into those danger areas. If it's something like, you know, people get stressed about finances this time of year, take the time up front to plan out your budgets and really look hard at expenses and what you can swing and what you can't. So that you don't have to stop halfway through and say, can I do this? Should I do this? Like this, we're like kind of front loading some of the effort in those areas. They're going to save you a lot of stress and anxiety down the road. Mm -hmm. So 
there's things you can do for yourself that it means that you're you can be more present with the good stuff this time of year. Yeah. If you're a person who just hates the holidays, though, I'm so sorry, first of all. And, you know, yeah, maybe just really spending time on you and yourself and becoming really comfortable with yourself is going to be the best way you can get through the holidays. Yeah. Me time, right? Right. I think that's some great, great advice. Um, from a certified meditation coach. I know. So, mm-hmm. Now I can actually say I'm, I have credentials. That's right. So the episode you were referring to was way back in 2020. So uh, essentially over two years ago, the wow. Holiday Present Challenge. Mm. Uh, I don't know what number that is specifically. Uh, specifically? Specifically? Specifically. Uh, but it's called the Holiday Present Quote Challenge. Yes, be present. That was the Mm -hmm. goal. So that is uh, the main topic for discussion. But And I'm sure everybody's pumped about uh, adding more mindfulness to their lives about the upcoming. They're pumped about the holidays, and maybe they're pumped about this next section of the podcast called. But our our final segment. Our final segment. Our final segment of the podcast episode. What's got us pumped? Yes. So. I'm going to let you go first about telling, sharing about what's got you pump. Okay. Well, mine is an activity. Mm-hmm. And it was an afternoon tea that I went to with my mom and Ella today. And this is a great example of, um, you know, thousand things to do on a weekend my mom had the great idea and she found this really amazing little tea room in in Lutz of all places. And it's actually not that far away from where we live. And it was it's like a antique shop that also has like a little garden shop that also has this little tiny tea room and garden right by this like water lily pond. It's so pretty, and it was it was like this tucked away little treasure. There, there were a bunch of people there, but not at this little tea shop. Like you had to book out your your tea in advance, and you could choose your like what kind of food you got. You could just do tea. You could do lunch. Like we kind of did like a little lunch, um, but it was so fun because for an hour and a half we just got to be there in this beautiful place take in the gorgeous surroundings try tea which is something surprisingly and I know some people are going to go I don't believe you Ella actually really likes tea Mm -hmm. our five-year-old likes tea because I've given her tea way more than I've ever given her probably juice or any other kind like water milk and tea that's what she's gotten and she really enjoys tea so she she loved the pumpkin spice uh tea and that was actually all of our favorite one but it was such a treat to have this experience and to have it just be that experience not have it be like 
well, okay, well, from here, we're going to go here, and then we're going to go do this, and then we got to this. Like, we had, we had an appointment, you know, we, you and I had an appointment in the afternoon, but it was, it was nice because it didn't matter. Like, we knew we were going to have time. We're like, just let's give this that hour and a half and just be here. And it was just such a magical little experience. And it was, it was, it was a little experience, but it was beautiful. And I have not gone to a proper like tea with, you know, the the little tiered trays Mm. and the finger sandwiches and the little desserts in so long. So it was, it was fun. And it was nice getting dressed up. Ella picked up my dress and my mm-hmm. shoes. And yes, she had me wearing a dress and very fancy heels um, in a antique shop garden, which felt a little overdressed, but it was all good because she loved it. Yeah. So um, if anybody's curious, I did actually find the name of this place and it is the Whistle Stop Gardens. And it is um, Whistle Stop Gardens Tea Room. So Whistle Stop Depot is the antique store. And it's all decorated for the holidays right now. And it's in Lutz. But um, it's very, very cool. I I definitely want to go back. It was just so fun. That sounds cool. that's, That's definitely got me pumped. Yeah, I bet. All right, so mine is that I'm finally tapping into the, uh, I guess, the added benefits of the Apple Watch. Oh. Um, uh, especially the activity tracker. I guess it's the fitness tracker. I don't know if anybody has an Apple Watch, the little rings, you know, closing your rings. Um, I did two things this week in regards to that. I basically am now uh, have an uh, Apple Watch workout buddy. We're sharing oh, our nice. uh, activity with one another. That's fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of my clients, and he was like, he did it, I think he did it somewhat apprehensively. <laughs> he's he like, like, oh, this could be dangerous. He's like, your job is essentially, you know, on your feet demonstrating exercises all day. You have an unfair advantage. I was like, that's true. You're right. I'm not yeah. saying it. I'm just saying, you know, but it's not a contest. It's just trying to motivate one another, so... I will say he did get me one of these days this week, so oh. kudos to him. Uh, he is a doctor, so he definitely, he's either in clinic or uh, he is, has been working out with me for three days, uh, usually three days a week, so he is uh, taking his fitness seriously. The other thing is I try to tap it into the, the sleep monitoring via the oh, Apple yeah. Watch, so I'm wearing my Apple Watch to bed, which took it's taken some use in getting used to. I don't like wearing anything to bed. So uh, I've done it the last couple nights. It, it's interesting. It's some good data. Um, I think the Fitbit used to offer more data about like deep sleep, light sleep, REM. And I still got to tap in. Maybe I got to tap in a little bit more to see if, if I can get info on that. But There's additional apps that plug into it. Oh, there it is. More insights. There we go. Well, there's, that's yeah. why I should have I came to you before. Yep. But now I'm here. <laughs> All right. So. 
That's what's got us pumped this week, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully you enjoy every episode, honestly. Yeah. Um, so I can hear our dog. I feel like it's dreaming right now. Some heavy breathing going on <laughs> over there. She's running. Or um, he's so, running in his dreams. So um, we're going to uh, end tonight's podcast. Just a reminder, please uh, leave those rating reviews for us in Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app. Check out the amino, sorry, aminoco.com slash ATF and use the code ATF at checkout to get 30% off and try some mindfulness in your life. Yeah. A little bit of mindfulness mm-hmm. this time of year, especially. Yeah. This time of year. It's going to go a long way. That's right. Shannon gave some great uh, pointers about how to uh, basically pr- do some mindfulness practice at, at home. Of course, there's some great apps and options. Uh, and we've talked about it many times on this podcast. So we just recently did a two-part, uh, basically two episodes dedicated to meditation. So not too long ago, guys, go back and check that out. Check out all the episodes. And you got anything else for us, Mac? Uh, one final thing. If you are on some kind of anti-anxiety medication, definitely always talk to your doctor before getting off your medication. Even if you start a meditation practice while you are on medication, there are certain things you have to do. Um, Don't hear us say that it's the same and think you can jump over without uh, having a plan. So just wanted to throw that friendly disclaimer out there. Yes, absolutely talk to your doctor. If they're not supportive of you trying to get off your medication and not giving you some really solid reasons, they don't like, you know, them saying, well, I don't believe in meditation. I don't believe in mindfulness. Seek another opinion. (laughs) Find another doctor who can give you a broader scope. Right. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. Don't yeah. (laughs) Don't abandon your medication, but make sure you explore your options. Yes. All right. This has been another edition of the Addictive Fitness Podcast, and we'll check you next time. Bye. For all things addictive fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter at the ATF Podcast and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks.